Welcome, everybody, to episode 151 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Hello, hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and uh, you can see my hair grow out taking a turn toward Revolutionary War America at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me, per usual, is Ty. Where can we find your Miles Teller haircut pictures? Miles Teller? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'm not posting. I don't post pictures of myself on the internet very often. But if I do, you can find them at S-E-A-T-J-K. <laughs> yeah. So it, it comes down to this sort of like, now it's sort of like, it started as like a little bit of a mullet, like a fun COVID mullet experiment that I was doing. And then as it started growing out now, like it's, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have as much hair on top as I used to. And it's sort of growing out and it's, and it just, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm looking, it looks more like Ben Franklin than it looks like, like, <laughs> like, 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 I'm not really... I'm not really grasping the uh, my teenage rebellion haircut right now. It's just it's it's not great, but I'm gonna stick with it for a little while longer. We'll see how it. It looks much better with a hat. Like if I'm wearing mm-hmm. a hat, it looks pretty good, but without the hat on, it's just a disaster. It's so terrible. I had a coworker ask me in a Zoom call the other day if I was getting ready to take over as Santa Claus, because <laughs> my hair has volume, right? And so I look like like the way Kurt Russell looks in those christmas chronicle movies just my hair is still dark it's not great yeah, right. um but yeah it's got like the big waves in the front like so big it goes up and then comes down and then i haven't trimmed my beard at all either for weeks now and so uh-huh. like i really there's just a lot I'm, my whole my melon is her suit <laughs> <laughs> that's great dude i had now that you mention it it's hilarious you should totally when you go white you will have i think you'll have Plenty Kenny of Rogers? I can be yeah. an older man that looks like Kenny Rogers? Dude, you're going to go right through <laughs> Kenny Rogers and then right into real beard Santa Claus. I told the kids. I was like, that's why I've gained weight and I, I'm <laughs> got all this hair because I'm uh, I'm getting ready to take over as Santa Claus. And of course, they didn't buy it. They, I, there was a moment, right? Like, they look right. at me. Yeah. And then later that night, the younger one actually was putting her to bed and she's like, are you really going to be Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no. And she goes, oh, I want you to be Santa Claus. I was like, oh, you do? I was like, why is that? She's like, because then you could give me a thousand dollars. That's what she said. A thousand dollars. And I said, "What do you need a thousand dollars for?" Robux. Robux. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, that's a that's a that's a that's a bad uh, that's a bad road to go down. Yeah, and then she's Robux. like, "Do you have a thousand dollars?" I'm like, "Not for you. Not for Robux, kid." <laughs> I had a, I had a very um, I was very a um, very strict rule about like using real money for virtual things with mm. the kids, like. You know, yeah, you know, you know, I'm I'm down for a pass, for like a season pass, like a you mm-hmm. know, like a Fortnite season pass or something, but not just like straight up like I need fifteen dollars for Robux. I'd be like, no. Farm well, them, we do farm them like the rest of the kids do. We do a weekly chore chart, and if, you can spend your money on whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, I have a problem. Anyway, I, I'm guilty of it myself sometimes. So. What <laughs> That's the have, that's the shitty gaming world we live in. Down with microtransactions. Right. Well, you gotta you if you want to be competitive in this world, <laughs> pay up. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a we've got a we've got a great show for you today. Okay. Great, terrific show. I should start saying that more at the top. Make it sound more professional. <laughs> yeah, we've got a great show for you today. We're yeah. gonna talk about sports and 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 emojis and cameo. I mean, like all the good things. Dad jokes of the week, doing impressions. It's, a, it's action-packed this week. Sounds great. 
But first, uh, I wanted to start the show off with um, a trip to uh, the set of Mission Impossible 7 COVID Protocol, which um, I believe is filming um, somewhere right now. Not really sure. I have no idea where. I don't know where it's filming. But um, I did happen to catch a... um, It was big news that uh, Tom Cruise is yelling at people. Uh, sure. about about following the covid protocol and yes. uh there was some mixed reactions on it but as i was listening to it i thought to myself ty would definitely yell at people like 100 percent. If, if no i identified was, with if it. The, <laughs> i, I, knew I could be- see all angles i could see all angles immediately there was no controversy for me whatsoever i knew exactly why he was doing it mm-hmm. i understood the point he was making right i agreed with him yeah um i have zero problem with the way he delivered his message Yes. Uh, and I understand all the different criticisms, and I don't really hate, take issue with any of it. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to break I, it down? <laughs> maybe just a little bit. But okay, you know, I I definitely sympathize with Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise is just, he just wants to make he just wants to make good movies. He just yeah. wants to entertain people, and and I think he understands deeply and more so than most of the people who are working on this production what the what the consequences here are. Like he's got he's got his hand. He's like. People f- put uh, how many millions, how many hundreds of millions of dollars does it take to make a Mission Impossible movie? Right. It's got to be like 350, 400 million bucks to make one of these movies. And and it's up to him to make, you know, it, it rides on him. He's the producer. He's got to talk to the studios. Like there's insurance. There's all this, there's um, like this amazing ecosystem that exists around a movie production. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want boneheaded people screwing this up because if he knows he knows that there's a COVID outbreak man things are bad things are, things things get bad for that that for him and and i've seen criticism where say you know where they say well he's he's sort of like saying i'm the hope of this industry well he's not wrong <laughs> i'm not i'm not sure he's entirely wrong that he is the that the industry is writing on the fact that they can put together a uh, a safe production Right. I think that what you saw, at least what I saw in my experience with that clip, was primarily sort of people going, well, yeah, he's right, right? And then people immediately coming back, well, he just wants to, you know, make sure that he makes money. Like, that's all he's doing is protecting his paycheck. And both of those things could be correct. And then I also saw the uh, second, the, the next one was just a reminder he's a bad person and he runs a cult that has, like, probably maybe murdered people. And, <laughs> okay, also correct. And my whole take on it was that... um People can be right for the wrong reasons, and bad people can sometimes say things that are correct. So those, <laughs> those things are all true, right. and so none of those are unique. You can both agree that Tom Cruise had every right to uh, lay into those people. You can think he's self-serving for doing so. That doesn't make him wrong. You can think he's a bad person, maybe unequivocally, because he's in the cult that maybe murdered people. Um, I mean, it's not proof, but it's widely speculated that at least a handful of people sure. have, have died at the hands of the, of the cult of Scientology. Yeah, I mean, every world religion probably has a little blood on its hands, but okay. Did you say probably? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say definitely. Uh, <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying Scientology's probably got a little, a little, uh, a little, you know, ground to make up on some of the bigger religions in terms of blood on their hands. But it okay. turns out that when organizations uh, develop power, they will do many uh, unseemly <laughs> things in order to continue to, con- to to retain that power. Right. Yeah. But on the most on the most sort of Pollyannish level, for me, it's like here's a guy who just wants to make entertainment for me. 
and entertainment that I want to consume. Right. So can we all just get behind him and like crank these crank this thing out because because I want to enjoy it. For me, if I was in charge of the workplace, you get an earful if I'm catching you breaking the COVID protocols. Yeah. Like if. If we're there, over there, you know, filming Mission Impossible, COVID protocol, I expect you to follow the goddamn protocol. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. That's why we named it this. Well, I mean, you can't be, you can't be cavalier about it. You just can't. You're going to shut the production down. And, and, you know, COVID or otherwise, if you were like, I don't know, lighting your farts next to the explosive pyrotechnics, you're going to get an earful. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So everybody, so everybody just get on board with Tom Cruise in this regard. Just. Follow the follow the guidelines, man. Just I didn't. We don't have room for it in the show tonight, and maybe we'll bring it back <laughs> next week. I, I found some some crazy COVID stuff that you might have seen the wedding article that was circulating today. Oh yeah. Um, if you go a little deeper in Texas Monthly, there's some wild shit that we're gonna have to talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I love the. I'm I'm down for some super spreader event stories. Okay. okay, all right. Let's jump into segment number one. So more, more about COVID, but we're talking about here at the year end, we're sort of, uh, you know, there's a lot of wrapping up to do. And um, I just wanted to, your take on um, how we would grade the big sports in, in America these days, or even slight, somewhat globally, but um, about how they're handling the COVID situation. Okay. Um, most of, you know, all the big sports kind of got some action in, um, maybe a rocky start here or there. But um, let's talk about let's talk about first of all let's just jump right into this whole college football thing because I know you're following it very closely. F, <laughs> F minus, <laughs> maybe an F minus just for, the, for college football. F. I think college football has the most difficult. Again, I think they have the most difficult situation. I believe they've created their own difficult situation. But I believe that if you just looked at the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, no, I'm not going to argue what who should be paid and all this other kind of stuff because that's a different argument. Mm-hmm. But given what they were, what how the landscape looks in college football, it is difficult. You know, we have young people coming from all over the place to play. Mm-hmm. You have very little control of them once they leave the practice facilities and the training facilities and the games. I mean, they mm-hmm. have to, they they have to go to classes, or they or maybe some of them are remote, but. It's hard to sort of corral certainly young men. Young men are difficult to begin with, <laughs> and then and then dealing with them as college football players is a whole like another level. The arguments for playing college football in the current conditions um, were dubious at best. Like, I mean, revenue. I I'm not gonna. I, I'm not really gonna hear that one. Like, yeah. I get it, but I'm not gonna hear it. Um, the TV, you know, the fact that they're, they're going to need to make some kind of product for the TV. I don't know what their, you know, agreements are. I don't know what their force majeure clauses are in those contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what did I hear? Right? Like, well, we need we need to have the TV revenue. Um, we need to make sure that these kids who want to play can play. Hmm, I don't really think that's a very <laughs> solid argument. Right. Uh, that you're going to ruin the future of a number of professional prospects. Okay. Well, I argue that maybe it's not great that we're using colleges as minor league football. Uh, and that that's a very small percentage of the overall population of football players. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? Is it like the guy that's going to go in the first round is going to take it super seriously and probably stay away from people and do the things that most guys, I mean, not mm-hmm. everyone, but like 
most of the other guys that aren't going to go pro are really not going to probably, they're going to be much harder to corral, I would imagine, than, right. than the guy who's dead set focused on getting him, you know, getting himself in the league. Sure. I could imagine like a like collegiate Peyton Manning in, in, a, in a COVID age would have been fine. Well, I mean, I think he'd probably be a denier. So maybe not him. <laughs> let's, let's say he's, let's say he, Andrew let's Luck, say, maybe. Well, better, okay, better let's, well, all right, it's fine. Um, <laughs> either way, you, you figure he could probably apply some discipline to his situation and, and be fine. Now let's say, let's say if Baker Mayfield, on the other hand, trouble, right? Tr- maybe. Yeah, maybe, probably. Maybe some more, I mean, even though they're both, you know, high level players, it, right. it does take a little bit of, it does take a little bit of personal, so discipline and now, yeah, and but now imagine you're the Baker Mayfield personality without the NFL prospects. That's what I'm right. getting at. No, that no, you zero chance, zero percent right. chance. And you're there, you're there, you're there at school, and all you want to do is make out with girls, and <laughs> and I get that. Sure, and it's that person, yeah, and that person's not going to be, he's not going to fare well. I mean, even if you jump into something like say, so college football getting an F minus. Um, if you jump into something like the NBA, where mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget what player it was now. I had it up on the tip of my tongue. I should have written it down. But the dude who cheats on his wife outside the bubble and then and then has to then gets kicked out of the bubble because he because he was having an affair with some woman and then he had to go home to his wife and family. Miami, yeah, Miami. I can't remember that there. one. The one I remember is Lou Williams went to the strip club. Oh, right. <laughs> like right at the beginning. And you're like, what are you doing? You can't go to the strip club. Luke. Now you can't come back. Yeah. Now you can't come back to the bubble since you've been to the strip club. Now, yes, those are. But I think the NBA, I thought they did a good job. I mean, they had to. I mean, they did something relatively extreme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they wanted to have they wanted to have what they could get. Well, that's the size of the population of the league where you can control it, right? It's yeah. really only ultimately a few hundred people. And if you put them all in one location and make sure nobody goes in or out, it's fairly, you can be fairly successful at it. I think they get an A for what right. they did. Okay. We got a high quality basketball product too. You could tell yeah. the guys weren't traveling and it made a I, difference. I'm not going to lie either on the NBA. I like that indoor bubble camera angle a lot better than the, than the, than the typical stadium mm-hmm. uh, arena angle. Like I like just having basketball in the frame. Like I, I didn't need the crowd. I didn't need any of that. I thought it was a, uh, I actually liked watching it. So, all right, giving them an A. Okay, let's let's jump to the NFL. How do you think the NFL's doing? It's a D. <laughs> it's a D. D. A D plus or D. Uh, I mean, I don't think the NFL gets any credit because it was pretty clear right off the bat that the, the NFL's attitude is we don't give a shit what happens. We're just doing what we're doing. Right. Each team sort of like fend for yourself. Like, yeah, yeah you it's your to, problem. You need, you need to. You need to. Uh, you as a team need to come up with a. Uh, your own deal and get a, get a product on the field. Goodell took the Trump approach to the COVID management. You know what? We're not going to do a federally. We're not going to do a centrally managed effort here. You're up to you. It's up to you. Don't screw it up. Right. Shout out to the Seahawks. who have had no COVID issues. Uh, Until two weeks ago, there was one guy, but no outbreaks, no outbreaks. They'd had none cases, zero cases to that point. Yeah. I mean, they're not like, like say Baltimore. (laughs) Having trouble, but yes. so you're going to give the NFL, you're going to give the NFL a D. Yeah, because there's been a ton of cases, um, and you know, I mean, I just think that it's hard to give them any credit at all, considering you knew they were going to do this no matter what. Right, and if you're but, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're definitely giving them an F, because the Steelers <laughs> are like they were ready to play. They've been, they've been, I guess they've been pretty good, and of course, you know, 
they had to like get their schedule all bumped around. They lost their bye week. They had to like they lost their Thanksgiving Day thing just because other teams didn't have their shit together. Sure, I don't know. I mean, that I guess that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> hockey. Hockey did a bubble. Did that happen? <laughs> uh oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get hate tweets. No, look, I, here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. I, I I didn't watch any hockey this year because I've broken up with my team, and my new girlfriend hasn't moved in yet. Right, okay, you're right. For so the, for me, waiting. I'm mental. I'm completely mentally disengaged from hockey. Period. Until our team takes the ice. Till the crack house opens. That's right. And, that's and, right. Uh, and and it and it goes forward. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fair enough. So we'll just you. Yeah, no, I think hockey did well. I think they get a they get an A, right? Especially yeah. because they had to deal. They, I feel bad. I felt. I remember feeling bad for the NHL because they were like half these Canadian teams like having to deal with us. Right. They're like, well, we want right. to have hockey, but what are you guys doing? Right. So they sent everybody north of the border. They had the double bubble. Yeah. And uh, I thought that worked pretty well. And it did. Again, they they kept themselves they kept themselves out of trouble. Had a had an entertaining season, and uh, and uh, that was great. How about uh, I guess soccer? You don't hear a lot about soccer, like, uh, you know, the MLS or the Premier. It seems like they've been able to sort of keep themselves out of out of COVID trouble. Do they just don't report them? Do they just not report the... <laughs> does no one care enough about soccer to report COVID problems? With the I leagues? can't say that I've looked into it. I mean, obviously, the league kind of went on without too much trouble um, once, once it was reestablished, once things got back going. I think that this is... Because of the nature of this, um, this bug, if you do have control of where people are moving around, mm. you can keep things fairly tight. It really just is a matter of behavior, right? Like once we understood it and, or at least it understood its transmission, which, you know, wasn't clear for quite a while. Um, it's not that tough to put the right protocols in place to make sure that you don't suffer an outbreak. And it really boils down to what happens off the pitch, right? Because if you're testing and you have re- somewhat reliable testing and you're doing what the NFL is doing, right? Which is testing basically right before. And then like, again, right after I forget exactly what they're doing, but then you have, then you have to have two negative tests over like a five day period and stuff like that. So if you do those kinds of things, you should be okay. Yeah. Um, so, so check my assumptions here about soccer players in general. Do you think they care a little bit more about the sport? Like they, do you think they're more, you think they, you think they care more about the sport that they would, they would alter their behavior so that they would, they could preserve their sport. Then who? Then the NFL. I, that's interesting because wouldn't the NFL players care the most since their contracts aren't guaranteed? Yeah, you'd think, but they don't yeah. act. But they don't. It doesn't seem like they act that way. Well, I think it's hard to if you're the kind of person that had the resources to sort of do whatever you want and be wherever you wanted all the time. I mean, it's one thing for us to stay home. Yeah. Right. It's another thing for Lamar Jackson to stay home. Yeah. This is just not the same world. So it's it's hard to uh, to as- ascribe sort of value that they place on their professions when. You know, I don't know what their lives were like beforehand. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you've seen plenty of pictures from from Europe and people in bars and stuff, and it looking just as stupid as it is here. So sure, but again, I, I haven't heard of any major outbreaks, and I, really, I only followed like the premiere, and right. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything. I think you'd hear news if there was if there were issues. Yeah, so I guess they get an A because I don't know any better. <laughs> I mean, the MLS was able sure. to do it without too many issues, too. Yeah, and again, I don't. I I wonder if. Um, well, I know that MLS players don't make a lot of money. No, so they're definitely interested in preserving their. Yes, I also think it's just a matter of the size of the team. At the NFL, it's a big team, and you do positional meetings. So anyone who's like that makes it worse in the NFL, right? Because if if, if one running back gets sick, 
he's going to get the rest of the guys sick because they're all going to be in one meeting before he knows he's ill and he's spreading the virus around. Right. And that's just the nature of that sport. With soccer, you're outside most of the time with training. And if you have an indoor training facility, you can do your meetings in there socially distanced. Right? It's really not that hard to, I think, control, what, 30 guys max? I don't even know how many many guys are carried on a... Yeah. An actual premiership roster. That's probably a pretty decent guess. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, of course, our favorite sport, golf, the PGA. How are they they doing? Uh, I guess they get... get, I would say they get a B, and that's only because it's really screwed up the schedule and that really affected golf. I think a lot more, at least to my brain than it did a lot of the other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got all their, you know, majors in except for the British. Um, it's weird that anyone got it period, but I don't think they got it playing golf. Right. Right. If yeah. you got it, you just got it. You got it because you were, you were, you were being, you hadn't, you hadn't figured out your behavior yet. Right. Like the, I mean, I think everyone's got their behavior dialed in a little bit better. And again, yeah. if you value if you value what you do, you have to change your behavior, right? That's, That's right. Down to. All right. Thanks for that. On to segment number two. All right. So, in sort of a potpourri of things, <laughs> there was a uh, there was a um, an article where someone proposed that the thumbs up emoji is really a coded fuck you. <laughs> I would just like to point out that this ran in Harper's Bazaar, which is the greatest thing about the internet because, like, there's zero chance before the internet I'm ever reading any article in Harper's Bazaar. (laughs) Yeah, this is like one of those, um, one of those waiting room magazines. I was, oh god, I was going to say I read this in the dentist's lobby (laughs) and be like, no, I can't come to the appointment yet. This is interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two minutes, two minutes. I want to know, but so it's really funny. But of course they make a middle finger emoji. But of course, but, but that seems I've used little, it. That's <laughs> that seems a little too on the nose. And you might not use that if you were really angry with someone. Would you re- would you use the middle finger emoji with someone you were really angry to, or would you use it just as sarcastically to your buddy? Like sarcastically, said, like, if I'm really angry with you, I'm going to type "fuck you" in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're not even going to use the emoji. No, but but I think I understand. You know that sort of sarcastic thumbs up. Like sure, like you're a piece of work. Thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> like, which is which is hardly a coded, you know. F-bomb. I think that it's context dependent. If we're having a testy exchange and then you say something that a great example is somebody quote tweeted me uh, about Husky football the other day and seemed to be like starting shit. Are you? Are you? Wait, you're having kind of a tough tough couple of weeks on the on the Twitter here. People have people are starting to. S- you're, people, you've just run across some people. I'm saving less drafts these days. <laughs> <laughs> They're sending. We're not waiting. You're not sitting on any tweets right these days. You're just letting them fly. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And right. and uh, and you know, I mean, the state of Husky football is such that people's nerves are a little raw. Um, <laughs> Got it. And this guy that, that, that did this, like, we're mutuals too. Like, we followed each other for years. Okay. And so it was really weird that he would quote tweet me and sort of call into question what I was saying because literally it was just my opinion. And there's no way you uh-huh. could take what I wrote as anything but just my opinion. Sure. And his take was kind of like, you know, your opinion doesn't matter. Since when does your opinion matter? He didn't say that, but that was the implication, right? Uh-huh. And I just replied to that, like his quote of mine, which is the fucking thumbs up. Because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like that in that particular case, that might have been the first time I'd actually used it as a coded sort of. What it's just a, it's not less of an fu to me and more of a whatever if you're using right. it sarcastically. Yes, right? yes, mm-hmm. yes, All right. yeah, right. 
There you go, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for stopping by. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for posting this. Real good job. I'm very appreciated. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite thing people do on Twitter. Is like, it's like, so when does your opinion matter for anything? It's like, this is Twitter. Yeah, where are you? That's all this is. <laughs> this is just a... Yeah, like, don't call into question. Why would you? Why would you waste? Why would you waste characters on me? You know, why would you put me in your timeline? People who reply be like, "Why would you tweet this?" Like, just you need to stop. Yeah, you're just, not helping. You look. You're the on. one that looks stupid. In fact, right. Move on. Yeah. If you don't. If you don't. If you don't. If you don't want to engage in any sort of meaningful way, just to try to put me down on right. Twitter, it's just a big waste of everyone's time. I don't know you. I don't care about you. You can say whatever you want about me. Yeah, I don't care. I owned you. I pwned you, man. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about it. Let me worry. I'm worried about it. I wish there was a way to do the reverse thumbs up, like one facing left, one facing right, so you could put the fists together. Because I think that's clearly sarcastic. Like if you could put your hands with the knuckles facing yeah. each other, right. that's a clearly sarcastic double thumbs up. <laughs> but I like this article. It did say that, like in certain countries, that it's it's absolutely interpreted as an up yours. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think that, that. I mean, if I was a, if I was a competent podcast host, I probably would have looked up the etymology of the thumbs up. Like, what is it? You know, I the mean, origin of the actual thumbs it up. Ju- yeah, it just seems like okay. This is yeah. Up is thumbs up is good. Thumbs down is bad. I mean, that's just a. I don't think there's anything anything more than that. Yeah, I mean, the Colosseum, right? <laughs> Commodus specifically. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sh- yeah. Exactly. He knows. He knows what's up. But the uh, but it, it also brought me to the um, to think um, about the additional like meanings of other because uh, I'm not really I I you know let's, if we did like a really quick hey let's do this if you got your phone on you mm-hmm. like let's look at your recent emojis I don't actually have my phone on me you don't have your phone on you no because I leave it so that it doesn't buzz and stuff when we're doing this. Oh, mine's generally on silent anyway. I can tell you what I use. I know what I use. I, I resisted emojis for the longest possible time. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge emoji user myself. I also but, hate that you're compelled to, like, type LOL to indicate that you're not, like, you know... I. This is the whole thing about a thousand exclamation points, LOL, smiley face. Like, look, uh-huh. if I write you a sentence, it's not serial killer sentence writing. It's just a <laughs> sentence before people put all this garbage all over the top of it. Right. Like, people now think that if you just write a sentence with a period on it, that you're, like, pissed off. And I'm like, all right, well, get your, uh, okay. you know, maybe a little sensitive here. Okay, so I have a thumbs up that I, that, that I don't use sarcastically. No, I use it all the time. <laughs> Regular. I use it I to have... end conversations. Uh-huh. We've had a conversation. You've closed with your final point. I have nothing to add. Thumbs up. I have winky face. Okay, sure, yeah. I have laughing guy, the crying one, the one with the tears. I try not to use that one. That's the mark of an idiot. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really matter to me and here's the thing i have a banana and a spider because a month ago right. i made a spider a, a y2 spider you know, y2 banana, spy banana mm-hmm. joke like three and a half weeks ago and it's my fourth and fifth emoji i use three emojis i'm a three emoji guy okay so i don't have a i don't have a lot to say about emojis but there's apparently a whole secret a secret language of emojis that I'm not I'm not down with. Because I'll tell you what we need. We need the buggy eyes without the flush cheeks. Like I want to use the buggy eyes way more, but the flush cheeks to me implies something. It's way like it's a different story altogether. I'm not embarrassed. I'm just like, oh, what are you doing? Isn't that just the eyeballs? Isn't that isn't that that's, that's look? That's look. That's look at this. 
That's not also like, hey, this kit you can't. I guess you could also use it as a buggy eyeball. I think multiple buggy eyeballs. Okay. I just want the face though. I like the the way the face looks is the right emotion. Uh huh. But I don't like that his cheeks are flushed. Got it. Got it. Got it. Because I know the people use goat, obviously. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. We know they, they use the snake. Yes, and that's for duplicitous people. Like of if course. you're Taylor Swift, there's a lot of snake posting about you Whatever. know, you know, it, it, Katy Perry. I don't know what they do. Yeah, they, well, that was she hired a dancer off her tour. That was what that beef was about. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's a lot of Beyonce-related bee usage and lemon usage. Okay. Maybe that's a little old. Um, the the devil sign for for wanting to for some flirting for some let's do dirty things. Sure, the purple devil. Have you you've used that? I have not used it. I'm aware <laughs> of that. Okay, I'm aware of that. Um, fire gets used. I don't use fire enough. Should I use, I use fire, the fire more? I use fire. Yeah. I don't. I just don't feel like that's authentic to be like. Oh, that's fire. Like, I feel like an idiot. Like, well, then don't use it. That's it. so you shouldn't use it if it doesn't. If no. it feels unnatural. Agreed. I agree. That's why I only use three emojis. That's three right. emoji. Guy. I think I've already put this down. Is there other? Now there's the sex ones, right? There's like the sure. the eggplant. Yes. And then the peach, peach boot. The peach booty. Yes. What, I'm one of the few people that uses the sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I like For the what? sushi variant. That's just what? a little more explicit. <laughs> i like that. let's just say i've sent a text message that was like the just the big tongue and then the sushi <laughs> you're dirty you're yeah dirty. you know um uh, I, I see that i see that people will um will give you the avocado if they think you're basic okay that makes sense to me yeah i yeah. like avocados though sure no but it was just you know it, it, on trend right <laughs> sure Sure, I understand. Uh, so the clapping hands could be a sarcastic clapping hands. Once you you could use sarcastic clapping hands more. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I know that some people use that. Like they'll say something, clapping hands, say something, clapping hands. That whole like. Well, that's just know. me yelling at you, right? Right. You're not gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> that's just yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I get that. I get that. And then uh, we have the. I think we'll be seeing a lot of more syringe emoji. Yeah, when you get yours, yeah, like oh, I'm good. Like you're gonna put it next to put in my status. I'm, gonna, I'm like, if you looked at my name on some list somewhere, it's probably like July. Like I'm so far down the. the oh, I looked that up. There is a New York Times published a punch in your age and profession and location. You're out, and we'll tell you where you're at in the line. Yeah. I'm 249 millionth in line. <laughs> <laughs> there are 330 million people in America. Yep, yep, and you're 250th. Yeah, you might be like thirty or forty million higher because you're oh, ten years old, older than me. Because I'm old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. How about the uh, how about the open open hands hugs? Do you ever use a hug emoji? <laughs> uh, I like the zombie ones from the old MSN Messenger. The people with the extended arms, like just straight out to the side. Um, no, I've never used a hug emoji. To me, the open hands that's Wu Tang. It's the Wu Tang sign. Wu Tang forever. So I've used yeah. it in like response to talking to someone about hip-hop i put the two hands up for some for some for some wu-tang yeah see i'm not i'm just not cool octopus for hugs cuddles i that's new to me that's that, new that to one's me. that one's new to you yeah anything else that uh you know I, I tend to use a little food emoji here and there just because I'm, I, I eat a lot okay I'm, hung, I'm hungry a lot so yeah. when i'm when i'm trying to maybe and i guess i haven't done it in a while but as you can tell from my emoji list, but 
Yeah, sometimes it's like, hey, you know, you're firing off texts to your wife, and it's like, hey, pizza? Sure. Well, I saw in this article, they like pizza can be an I love you, because people love pizza. Um, in my life, <laughs> the pizza emoji has always stood for weed. Like, that was, that was how I was like... Do you want do you want to go in on some pizza? <laughs> We're gonna have pizza. You want Did you want that, some pizza? That completely makes sense to me. Yeah. The uh, the thing that I the um thing that I text to my wife is three nine, mm-hmm. which is um in J- Japanese, three and nine is san and q. So it's thank you. It's san q. Gotcha. Anyway. Are the are the bunny eared women for you? Are they <laughs> women going out on the town or are is it is it strippers? It's got to be strippers. I don't. I don't even think I've seen the bunny. Do I have bunny women? They're on. They're on your phone for sure. Oh, I don't know. I've never seen bunny women, but I gotta imagine that's that's stripping. Isn't that supposed to be like we're going for? Hey, bud, you want to go for pizza and bunny-eared women? <laughs> <laughs> to me, if you sent me a message with the two bunny-eared women, I assume you're asking me if one of the strip club. Yeah. That, yeah. The, yeah. The bunny. Uh, what else would they be there for? I don't know. They, I mean, they are Playboy bunnies, right? Like, what else? They have bunny ears, and they're wearing bodysuits. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else I'm supposed to use that for. Is there a male equivalent? Do we get Chippendales in here? Or is this like a just there? A I don't believe there is a uh, bow tie and banana hammock Sh- shirtless man. shirtless man with a bow tie. The one uh, that I noticed, the last one on your list here is is dashing away like the the whoosh cloud. Uh-huh. That's a fart. That's farting. Wind, yeah, I don't yes. know what they're talking about with it's vaping. No, that's just farting. If I send you the woo, it means somebody around me farted and I'm telling you that it happened. <laughs> and I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm making the red angry face and the whoosh. Yeah, that's like when you, you know, you're you're texting from the airplane, you t- tweet the airplane and the fart emoji and then a mad face. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. Segment number 3. So um, we've we've made a, a point to talk about cameo. Uh, we did a we did a big rundown of cameo like pricing, and it's a really it's it's turned into quite a business. People really like cameo. I mean, sure. I think it was I think it's a smart thing that they did. I I, I like it. I think they're I think they're successful. And uh, and this week, cameo turned out a real gem for us. So it turns out these uh, two young people, um, their mother grew up across the street from the you know legendary Motown singer Smokey Robinson. So they reached out to Smokey Robinson on um, on Cameo to say, hey, could you you know provide a greeting for my mom? She used to live across the street from you. Um, it was mostly just it was mostly just pretty regular like hey, turn, I heard you grew up across the street from me. That's great. Hello. And then that's when things tend to go, things start to go a little sideways. And they want me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. Now, as a household <laughs> that celebrates Chinooka... I was crying. I was wildly crying. And I thought to myself, okay, Smokey Robinson, 80 years old. Mm-hmm. He spent his entire career in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. How can he, how, did the sea throw him off? Like yes. if they had, if they had just sent out Hanukkah with yes. an H, 
Yes. Would would Smokey have gotten through this? Yes. Yeah, this is absolutely a... I've never seen this word written down like this. It has to be. Because <laughs> there's no possible way he's never heard of Hanukkah. Correct. Uh, and if they'd sent it with... The, the spelling that we grew up with, right? I don't think I see, I saw the sort of more, I don't even, is this like the, the, no, the it, it translated goes, Hebrew? It, There's like it, 15 it, ways to spell it, right? It goes, yeah, it goes, it goes a lot of different ways, but you know, usually when I spell it, it's H-U-N-U-K-K-A-H. Well, not H-U. H-A. Yeah. No, <laughs> N-U. I'm a terrible spell. I, I'm a terrible, like, unlike you, who's excellent at spelling on their feet, I cannot. But you know what I'm saying. I don't use the C. So you just do H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H. Yes. That's the sort I would call the traditional American spelling. Like, right. when I learned it, that's what it was. That's how. And then I became aware of other spellings as I got older. Um, but probably not till the turn of the century, right? Well, Smokey's old enough that he hasn't, like, read anything for 20 years other than music. <laughs> I don't or at all. But it's, it's just a funny combination of slightly out-of-touch celebrity but the way he delivers it, he's just so happy to be delivering this 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 Chinooka greeting to this woman that he's just I, and he just says it with such joy. It is mm-hmm. it is it is. I've know. never heard of Chinooka. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of Chinooka, but I'd like to wish you a happy Chinooka. Yeah, uh, tremendous. And and uh, and I thought it was. I thought I just have been endlessly entertained by it. And uh, before we lit uh, Chinooka candles tonight, I did. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I showed that to the family, and we were all crying, laughing. It's so funny. So I good. can't think of anything but Tanuki Mario. Now I want to be like <laughs> right? Chinook, Chinook, Chinooka Mario. <laughs> Chinooki, yeah, Chinooki Mario. God, hilarious. Anyway, he's got, a little, yama- got- he's got a little yamaka. <laughs> right? Yeah. He flies. It's yeah. a, it's a little uh, woodland creature. Outfit he's got the, 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 um, the tunic with the braid, the braids on it. The, the <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> flying behind him. <laughs> But it also got me thinking about Cameo again. So mm. I did a little digging to find out who have been the highest earners on Cameo uh, this year. Yeah, where did you get this spreadsheet? It almost looks like you made it. <laughs> <laughs> it was linked from a thing, which was linked from a thing. Okay. But um, but this is great. And I think this is uh, what's uh, what's really interesting to me is how many people are... are, are are willing to pay for some uh, for some uh, for some cameo, but I was a little bit surprised and then not surprised. Yeah, because sometimes you're surprised and then not surprised. But um, the highest earner on on cameo was Michael Rappaport, which which after I sort of thought about it made perfect sense because you could just get into just say cut to just cuss at your friend. Yes, that's right. Like like hey hey Michael. Would you take my? I think in the cost, this is like 190 bucks. Yeah, to get him to totally just curse at your friend, which, and he'll do it for a while. I think so. Too. <laughs> I think <laughs> like you're getting a lot of these are short, right? Yeah. Like I think his, what the average video is about what about his, a minute, maybe 30 seconds. His average video is two minutes. Yeah, yeah. He's cussing you out. Yeah, and so for and I like how this this spreadsheet breaks it down. It's like the cost per minute is 100 bucks a minute, mm-hmm. but to have Michael Rappaport. F bomb the F bomb your buddy into submission is totally worth it. You only with a couple of guys, and that's 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 great. I wasn't sure. Did you see? Did you see that that it's organized on the bottom? By there's tabs for best and worst value. <laughs> like they've yeah. got it ranked by cost per minute. 
Right. So your best value, and so of the people that show up in like the top ten on best value, uh-huh. um, I think I'd have to go with Mark McGrath. He really puts his time in. His average video length is four minutes. <laughs> Mark, Mark McGrath is going to go off if you have Mark, him do a cameo is, for what you. What is Mark McGrath doing? He what must just he... pontificate while he's doing it. I think I've seen at least one of them has gone viral, right? Where I've seen him and he's just going on. Uh, getting your money's worth from your uh, from your. Uh... <laughs> Worst value, Caitlyn Jenner. That's not a shock because it's super expensive. It's twenty five hundred for a cameo, and she's doing an average of twenty five seconds for a cost per minute of roughly six thousand dollars. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> that's that's a lot. But Rappaport has made two hundred and twenty thousand bucks on cameo. Yeah, that's awesome. That is unbelievable. Is that since its inception or just this year? I think this is the year. Ugh. All right, I love it. I mean, yeah, it's a good way to... So, so you look at other things here, and my, my other one that caught my eye was Chris Hansen, which makes perfect <laughs> sense. Of course, you'd like to get Chris Hansen to do a cameo for your buddy. Yeah. Like, like one of those dressing downs, like, what are you doing here right now? <laughs> what are you doing in this yard right now? It's funny that you bring this to the show, because I think this was the year where I was going to see if people wanted to kick in to have TJ Lavin do cameos for the winner and loser of our fantasy baseball league. Like, I really like a you know, good You Killed It video uh-huh. for the winner from TJ. Uh-huh. I mean, you know how big of a challenge fan I am. Yes. That's back on, by the way. So as soon as we're done here, I get to go back and watch the challenge. <laughs> Love it. Um, <laughs> and then also, I really want him to berate anyone who loses. And in particular, we had a guy leave the league uh, this year, and I want to pay for him to send him a, like, you're a quitter and I hate you video. Like, <laughs> I've asked him more than once on Twitter if he'll berate quitters. Yeah. But he doesn't really use his Twitter account. He just, he'll, the only TJ Lavin tweets that pop up in my feed are him promoting his cameo oh got it and i've well, asked more than once i'm like will you berate quitters no. is that something you'll yes, do he will but you have to pay for it yeah. on cameo yeah for 150 bucks for 150 you know it's a lot it's a lot if you, know, you get a you get a couple people i it's better for a winner i don't think you want to spend money on people like losers and quitters although yeah. it, it'd be funny but it really is it really feels more like a winner kind yes. of a kind of a thing Tommy Lee. What do you think Tommy Lee from Motley Crue would say to you? 30, 30 seconds of Tommy Lee for, for, for 400 bucks. Yeah, what, what do you think to, Tommy would just... Nothing would of just, particular value? <laughs> just I'd rather get a message from Brian Baumgartner, second overall earner here, who's known as Kevin from The Office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Almost 200 grand. Yeah. I, I think his, his delivery, right? Like he, if, he's in, if he's doing it mostly in character. Yeah. I like think that's what that's about. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean... You know he's gonna live. I think he's got a lot of. Uh, I think he's got a lot of runway here, considering that the office is one of the most widely streamed and 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 you know people people just watch the office, man. I am in the middle of a full rewatch. <laughs> it's the thing I turn on after my wife goes to bed. I watch like three or four a night, and I'm like just starting season four. Just turn it on while you're just doing nothing. Like I just kinda... was kind of out of shows, and yeah. I was like. Fuck it. Just put something on that I, I haven't watched. I don't think... I, here's the thing is, I didn't really watch it live. Like, I, I watched, it was the kind of thing where I would watch it if it was on and I was at home at the time when it was on, uh-huh. right? I didn't, like, make a point of watching The Office every week. Yeah. So I've seen, like, the majority of them between reruns and... And um, and actually, it was... It's often the first five or ten minutes are on the end of the Daily Show recording. So I've mm. seen, like, like a hundred <laughs> of the first five or ten. And it's, like, the perfect amount. And finally... Um, I decided I was just going to watch the entire thing front to back. Just flick it on and, yeah. uh, and go. So um, I'm enjoying it. It really hits its stride in season three. You know, what, 
What surprises me here also is Snoop Dogg is giving people like a minute plus on average. He should. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'd be super excited if you sent me a message from Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for 750 bucks, it'd be... Uh, That's a grip. Be... <laughs> That's a grip. That's but, a grip. You know, I could you know, I could win the lottery or something. And then... What's the most you would spend on a cameo? That's the other question I have. I think it's I 200 bucks for me. 200 250 bucks uh, 250 okay. sounds too much That's 200 like, like 199 150, 150 199? yes yeah 199 yeah maybe i think i think that's probably the michael rapaport sweet spot like at 189 yeah. yes you know he's knocking these things out i think people should learn a lesson from uh you know you got to keep the price a little bit you know within yeah under 200 is good and then you're going to get at least a minute a minute and a half um, but two minutes is average. It's an average video. Right. <laughs> just, right. Uh, like, I can just see it's probably like, hey, my buddy voted for Trump. Could you send me a video for his birthday? <laughs> you imagine you get, you get two minutes of just screed. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. <laughs> it would be amazing. Oh, those are great. It's like, I can't, I was like, oh, I want to, I, I kind of watch this. I definitely don't. And then I, I can't watch it around anybody else. <laughs> It's like I want to post this to my, I want to post this to my, uh, my thing. Save anyway. to bookmarks. Save Do you need to, to clarify that you were talking about Chris Hansen from The Bachelor, not Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator? Oh, really? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what our audience is made up of, and when you say Chris Hansen, I don't know what that means to people. Oh, you know what? I was thinking To Catch a Predator, but no, you're it's probably, it's you're the guy right. from The Bachelor. It's the bachelor. Oh, well, that doesn't make it any good, man. Well, it's I, I think it's interesting that it's fifty bucks. Like he he must just be banging him out. TV person, are you sure this is? Are we sure for fifty bucks? Do you think the Bachelor guy would be, would be charging more than fifty bucks? That fifty bucks feels like to catch a predator, Chris Hansen. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. You might be right. I don't know. It says TV presenter, right? And, but this and, is this is. Oh, sorry. So this is Hansen S E N. Uh huh. Chris, what's the what's the Bachelor guy's name? His name is Han- Chris Hansen, right? S O N. Yeah. Is it? Now I'm confused. No, that's that's Chris Harrison. Shit. I don't know what I'm talking about. Sorry. Oh, okay. Chris Hansen is definitely yes, the catch a predator. Catch a, which, again, <laughs> makes perfect sense. For 50 bucks, he can accuse your buddy of being a predator, which yeah. is well worth the money. Yeah. Sorry to the Bachelor the- fans out there. Whatever. Chris Harrison, apparently a pretty good stick around the golf course from what, from what I hear. <laughs> our Bachelor our bachelor watchers really listening to our podcast? They might be. I, we, I know there's some women that listen, and I... I know a lot of women that watch The Bachelor, so there's probably some crossover. <laughs> Let me tell you what, not that this is related, but I happened to stumble across like maybe 10 minutes of The Bachelorette, and I just for the life of me cannot fathom being the kind of guy who would go on that show. Well, you're just, you're trying to, you're trying to make yourself, you're trying to make yourself sort of famous in the moment. Yeah, but it's like you're signing up to be cuckolded. Like, it's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's... Listen, though it's a whole segment of me telling you how like morally bankrupt the whole bachelor bachelorette thing is. It's it's absolutely the worst. It's so, it is what it is. I don't have any opinions about it. it I do. I, I'm very I'm with you on all of it. I'm very aware of what's going on. Um, I just wanted. I just couldn't. The emotion that I felt. The the the, the satellite shame I was getting from the TV. <laughs> was so intense. I was like, oh my God, could you imagine sitting on this couch looking at these 15 other guys? Yeah. I just get up and leave. I'm like, you know what? Can't, I can't do it. I'm out. Yeah, I don't... Well, there's, there, there are very few famous women in the world that I would sit on that couch for. But 
and there's the women that they pick are not them. But there are certainly no non-famous girls <laughs> that I would sit on that couch for. There you go. Let's be clear. There okay. Let's wrap it up. Uh, you know what time it is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Dad <laughs> jokes of the week. Woo! Not a bad showing this week. A little comeback bounce. A little dead cat bounce from the dad joke calendar here at the end of the year. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Four men were in the hospital waiting room because their wives were all having babies. A nurse went up to the first man and said, Congratulations, you're the father of twins. That's odd, answered the man. I work for the Minnesota Twins. The nurse said to the second man, Congratulations, you're the father of triplets. That's weird, answered the second man. I work for the 3M company. The nurse told the third man, Congratulations, you're the father of quadruplets. That's so strange, he answered. I work for the Four Seasons Hotel. The last man looked extremely nervous. What's wrong, the other asked. The other, others asked. He replied, I work for 7-Up. <laughs> that was a long way to go. I was, thinking, really why was. Are these, I was like, I was thinking, why are so many of these people living in Minnesota? I guess they're all there, right? <laughs> oh, maybe he's a scout. They could be anywhere. <laughs> it's, they're in the Dominican. They're in the Winter League. You don't know. <laughs> a young boy accidentally let his neighbor's cat get loose, and after two weeks, the missing cat seemed to be gone for good. The boy felt terrible. I'm very sorry, the boy told the neighbor. I'd like to replace it for you. All right, the neighbor said. How good are you at catching mice? You'll never amount to anything because you procrastinate. Oh, yeah? Just you wait. (laughs) I always like jokes like that. Yeah. I met a great girl at a soccer game. I think she's a keeper. (laughs) Did she kick for the Vanderbilt football team as well? (laughs) Maybe. Kicked an extra point. Like, totally ripped that one. I I I was very impressed. It was... It was uh, the f- the first kick that first week was like meh, but then she got up and then just you know crushed that extra point. So I was like, yeah, good for her. This is a historic moment. Let's shut up the haters by just ripping an extra point through. Oh, it's just like it. the whole. I mean, I'm not going to get into the politics of it. If she can do it, she can do it. Yeah. No, I, like I don't really care. I mean, not. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I mean in, the, in but, the other way. Like, I wouldn't deny someone an opportunity. <laughs> Not not the I don't give a shit about the groundbreaking moment. <laughs> I, I also feel she's a keeper. All right. Anyway. This medicine is the best way to treat your hemorrhoids, sir. Well, <laughs> I don't think they deserve a treat. <laughs> Spoken like a person who's had hemorrhoids. Get a bidet. <laughs> I don't think that helps you with your hemorrhoids. I don't think it prevents your hemorrhoids. I I suppose I don't know. I don't know exactly what causes them. I haven't done a lot of reading on the roids of Hemmer. I buy a different brand of plastic wrap every time I go to the store. Just to keep things fresh. That's it for me this week. I tend to cling to my brand. There you go. You wrapped up. (laughs) I wrapped up. All right. Here's my submission for the week. I'm glad. One more? Only one more? One more? I only have to one more of these jokes? Two. Oh, we're gonna do. We're gonna do two. I don't know. Shows it depends year. on if you want to take a week off. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll decide. The way the calendar falls, like we talked about, there's not really any reason we can't. <laughs> it's do like I'm not show. doing anything. <laughs> I'm going anywhere. All right, here we go. A gardener friend told me to use horse manure on my strawberries, but after trying it, I think I'm gonna go back to whipped cream. <laughs> oh, I did not see that coming. I should have. It was really obvious. This is funny. Good job. Thank you. Did you make that up? Yeah, made that one up. Good job. That's really good. 
That's like, that's calendar material, man. All you right. should get a, you should get a <laughs> job with the calendar. I got a, I've got a, I've got a future at joke calendar. I, if someone said we would pay you your salary to write jokes for the year, I think I could probably be done in like two weeks and just take the rest <laughs> of the year off. Think I could? Think I could knock out three hundred and sixty-five jokes? Yeah. in a month. I think yeah. I could do it in a month. I mean, you've done. What, 150 of them? Or not, not quite 150. We did this for give two years. So 100. You've done 100. Yeah, yeah, give or take. If you sat down and just did them all in order. I mean. But then I'd just be an insane person, though. Like, you, you know how it would creep into your life and you wouldn't be able to turn it off. And How's that different you... than now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking you? about. Oh, my life would be different. I'd be a weirdo. I'd say all these <laughs> jokes all the time. Okay. All right. well, that's real different. <laughs> what a change. Oh, you're right. All right, you're definitely... All right, overtime. Overtime. All right, so this week... Well, this week was kind of a funny week. Um, the internet sort of giveth. But Matthew McConaughey, um, future governor of Texas, <laughs> our future governor, our Texas, our dash Texas, it, it released a book. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a pretty funny read. No, no, it's, a, it's an inspirational book. Okay. So I think I would read it if someone like if it came across my path, but I'm not gonna like seek it out. No, gonna... you gotta get the audio book. <laughs> right. I don't need the audio book. Exactly. So anyway, yeah. So so this week, um McConaughey uh says I an impression of me reading this book came across I came across it, it really made me laugh, and then so he encouraged as many people to read Excerpts from his book on Twitter or on Instagram, um, and um, way to crowdsource your book promotion, Matt. Right, it was it's fantastic genius. job. By the way, it's genius. Mm-hmm. And um, read an excerpt from my book, and if if I if you make me laugh, I'll post it in my you know my my you know my IG stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, this brought out who I believe to be the gold standard of Matthew McConaughey impressions, Mister West Blankenship, at Wes underscore end ship blank yeah it's blank it's blank who who did a a hilarious thanksgiving one and then came back with this one that was Um, the one the thanksgiving one was the one where he was just going on and on and it seemed like he had it memorized like the monologue right well why don't we you know i'm gonna give let's give the listeners uh well let's give a little thanksgiving one real quick to set the table and then uh and then right after that we'll do uh the book reading It's turkey time. All systems go for you to baste your bird and live out your trypto fantasies. Me, I prefer my gobble de gracias in a glass. But maybe your turkey ain't that wild. You're just trying to keep that gravy boat afloat and clear of the same rocks rattling around in my sea of distillery. You see, regardless of our culinary constitutions, we're all sitting at that same table, passing cornbread, passing green bean casserole, passing dressing to the right, all right, all right. This, this is where you slow your roll. Don't butter it. Take inventory of the stories in your thank bank, cha-ching. You're doing it right. You'll have more than a few blank checks to spare. Fill those spaces with the faces of those who couldn't gather around a formerly feathered friend. And together, let's say we turn this cornucopia of dystopia upside down. Gratitude 
is the main dish and attitude ain't on the menu, Pilgrim. There's no room for politics here, no pandemics fears, no conspiracy theories splitting my dinner plate differential on this Thursday. No, no, around here, we just keep living and just keep giving. Thanks from my McCornucopia to yours. Well, Matthew, I saw your humble request for a little book report on your fine-bound work, Green Lights, a memoir of your life, as it were, as it is, and as it is to be. And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out the fact that you ended up on the better end of Bevo's horns than my buddy Ugga, the white English bulldog, did down here in the state of Georgia. But just because we find ourselves on different college football frequencies doesn't mean we can't find ourselves seeing eye to eye. You say hook em, I say sick em. I'm still picking up what you're putting down on page 285 of your book, Green Lights. What's it all about? What's my thesis, my coda, my summation, my final remarks? What have I learned? What do I know? As an armchair anthropologist, folk philosopher, and truth-seeking street poet, I've followed celestial suggestions, made associations, heard many voices, and dealt with reality by literally chasing down my dreams. I have rented, had flings, hobbies, affairs, and chased butterflies to who knows where, all stops, no stays, on my resume's road to where I am today. I found possessions, laws, relationships, careers, a wife and family, amen to that, and dropped non-negotiable anchors when I did. When I watered their gardens, they sprained life and learned lessons, went from planning to performance, from knowing to doing, from acting to being. That's when the butterflies started coming to my garden. I wrote this book so I could have a written record to hold myself accountable to. I wrote this book so you can hold me to task and remind me of what I forget. I circled back to prior times, lessons learned, repeated, and revisited. I noticed that the realizations arrived quickly. The learning took time, and the L-I-V-I-N was the hardest part. I found myself right where I left me. Matthew, hell of a book, my man. I'm glad you decided to sit down and say, all right, all right, all right. God bless. Merry Christmas. Okay, so <laughs> I think this is a gold standard impression because, number one, it just comes so easy. Like, so I clicked through a bunch of the impressions that people put up, and there was mm -hmm. one other one I thought that was really good, but everybody else is a typical, like, the dude you know who's doing a bad McConaughey impression, like me. Like, if I were to try to get into this game, right. it would just be terrible. You know, that's just not, I mean, I like, I, I do a bad Matthew McConaughey impression like everybody else does, but... Um, but the ones great impressions that have that sort of natural feel to them, right? Like the cadence is the thing. Yes. When you're really good at it, it's the speaking cadence that you get down. Yeah. Which that not to change the subject, but my favorite impression of the week was coked out Don Jr. in a La Quinta Inn hotel room, speaking into the phone camera, sounding like he's doing an impression of his a comedian doing an impression of his dad. It was super weird. Did you see that? No. Oh How my did god. I miss this. I, I don't know. Um, if I can find it, maybe I can put in some audio right here of Don Jr. <laughs> Every major media outlet spent weeks and months trying to pretend that the Bidens weren't tied to China, that there was no link there, that there was nothing shady at all about Hunter getting a billion dollar investment from the Chinese government. I mean, they, I mean... This isn't like he's dealing with a Chinese businessman that happens to be an American or an expat or something like that. I mean, but from the actual Chinese government, it was as though that was a conspiracy theory. 
It was as though that was a hoax. And now we see that, I guess, the U.S. Marshals and people in Delaware are investigating Hunter Biden for tax fraud, and I imagine it's amongst other things. I mean, I think the fact that... See, that that's the kind of stuff that, that thrills me. <laughs> Not, well, well, he obviously sounds like the Donald because it's his dad. So, But when people do... You know, I, I grew up around, you know, with impressions, like on TV. Like, it was like, you know, when I was a kid, Rich Little was, it's a, this is a name that only old people know. But he was the guy who would do all the celebrity impressions. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but now that we have the internet, like, so there's some people who just sort of bubble up. Mm-hmm. And um, Wes Blankenship's, um, his McConaughey impression, I think, is transcendent. And then there's a guy named Joey Molinaro who does the best Nick Saban impression. Okay, I haven't seen that one. I'll, I'll, well, maybe we'll punch that one in here. All right. What we have here? Looking, we got a tiger. We don't like them tigers now. <laughs> Happy Halloween. I'll just take one now. All right, just take one. Read the sign that says just take one. All right, got to have discipline. You can't be coming in here and taking two, three, four, okay? That's not how you run a Halloween program, all right? I say take one, you take one. Now, if you're going to come over here and you're going to waste my time on Halloween night, my birthday, and you're going to try to take more than one, it's just not going to happen, all right? So just quit asking. Anyway, it's just amazing. And, and you know, Caliendo obviously has made a career out of doing impressions, although he does a few really good ones. Mm-hmm. And then, but... But it's it's not so much about doing the impression, but obviously the the material that goes along with the impression. Right, right, and that's and that's something that that I really, <laughs> I really, I really love a good impression. Um, Ross Markand, who does um, celebrity impressions, the, uh, Vanity Fair did a bunch of like micro impressions with him. Okay, he's. <laughs> Really? Isn't he? He's the Silicon Valley guy, right? The uh, Trace Comas. Is he? I don't know. Is he, he was on. He was on uh, Walking Dead for a little while. Okay. Uh, but you know, he may have been on that. Oh no, 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 I'm thinking of a different person. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, you, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Walking Dead guy. Yeah. Yeah. So the um, but every time, especially when somebody quote unquote regular. I mean, these guys all have these these like a lot of these. Twitter guys have a good decent following mm-hmm. based on the fact that they can do some decent impressions. Um, but I, I'm always thrilled by it. I'm always thrilled by a good impression. It just it brings me it brings me so much joy. I, I it's it really it really boils down to what you're saying for me. Like it has, if the impression is really good, like you said, the material matters almost as much. Like I need the impression to be totally on point, and then the material is. You know, because I otherwise I'm not going to stick with it for more than ten or fifteen seconds, right? Because then right. it's like, all right, I, I've I've seen you do it, right? Right. So unless you're doing something um, particularly special, and, and to correct myself, I don't really know how I confused Ross Markand with uh, Chris Diamantopoulos. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the guy's name was Russ Hanneman on the show, but oh, I just I needed yeah. to correct myself. That's fine. I, yeah. We do this. We do these things. We just kind of as we're speaking, like you know. Sometimes we need. Well, I mean, we... I could clean this up, but editing takes a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too lazy to too lazy to actually do that. So, do you want me to keep doing the show, or do you want it edited all nice and tidy? <laughs> it's kind of an right. either or situation. <laughs> it's kind of an either or situation. A little bit. 
but uh, yeah, so if you have some, uh, if, if you know some people who do good impressions, forward them, forward them to uh, to at two on three pod, yeah. and uh, and and let me enjoy them. Or if you do a good impression of something, yeah, if you got uh, impressions to share with us, by all means, please do so. Do. I, I'd love to hear them because yeah. mostly you're probably gonna embarrass yourself. No, well, that's <laughs> because I have kind of a stuffy nose kind of thing that always the way I talk, mm-hmm. like the Keanu comes out pretty easy in me. Okay. And it just sort of happens sometimes. You just have to stop enunciating, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, yours is better than mine. The, exactly the the. And then if I'm uh, if I'm sick, and I wake up in the morning with a scratchy voice, I can I can I can eke out a, a half decent Sean Connery. Okay. Which is just all S's or SH. Yeah. And that's that's usually, but you have to have the right. I try to write timber in my voice. I'm not a good impressionist. Uh, I can do mimicry, so if I hear it, I can reproduce it. But I've had to have just heard it. I can't. Maybe if I worked on it, I could hold on to them. But uh-huh. I can't. Um, I can't just pull them out of nothing. Right. Never been able and, to. And and you'll also find that like uh, Keanu's not too far from. Um, it's not too far from a Forrest Gump. Although Forrest Gump's not a good impression anymore because no one really remembers Forrest Gump. But you'll you'll find that. That Forrest Gump is just kind of like Alabama Keanu Reeves in a way. It's very close. Okay. Yeah, think, I can if, see if that. You think about it. If you think about it a little bit. Yeah. That's and that and that's how you do. I think that's how you work sort of impressions. That's how I sort of do it. It's like okay, I think you can kind of do this one. Then it's just a little bit of a twist on that. And it's, can, it's this. Can thing. you do? I am an FBI agent in the Forrest Gump voice right now. <laughs> I am an FBI agent. <laughs> Good job. I probably needed a harder T on that. Agent. <laughs> anyway. It's funny that you close. bring Forrest Gump up because he's going to perhaps play a pivotal role in our show in 2021. Whoa. Teasers, teasers. Teasers, teasers, indeed. Anything else for this week? That is all I have to bring to the table tonight. All right. Well, that's our show. And our thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three pod, where we hope you're staying positive and testing negative. If you don't already, please subscribe and or, and or review via your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. But until then, peace. <laughs>